Today's guest is Felice DiMartino. She had a near-death experience when she was hit by a large truck while crossing the street. And today we'll talk about her NDE and living a new normal with increased extrasensory abilities, frequency, and vibration. Felice, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. I really appreciate you and welcome. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's an honor to be here and to share this information, really. So, well, it's an honor for me to have you here. (laughs) All right. So, my audience loves near death experiences. So, can we start on the day of yours? And can you please tell us what happened? Yes. So, I was leaving work where I was a teacher, Montessori teacher. It was a regular day. Um, I had stayed a little late to prepare for a parent night. And I left work at about 4.30, 4.40. And I was walking to my car, which was parked in a lot um, that the school rented space from. And I came to the, the corner I left the school property. I came to a corner. There's a light at the corner. I The light turned um, red for the cars, green for me to walk. You know, I had the right of way. I looked left. I looked right. And I crossed the street. And up from behind me, making a left-hand turn, was a big pickup truck going about 25, 30 miles an hour. And apparently we found out after and it hit me on my right side, propelling me uh, two car lengths, but it's two car lengths away from where the line was that the cars would stop before the light. And I somewhat felt a thump. And the next thing I knew, I was, the last thing I remember is I whipped my head around and thought something's wrong. And the next thing I knew, I was out of my body. I was looking down. I looked like a chalk drawing. I could see the whole scene from a bird's eye view, like 360 degrees around yet there was like a focus, right? It was like a funnel almost just on the scene. And I was high up and I saw, um, I saw the three people standing there. One girl who had hit me, I heard and saw but not with my ears or with my eyesight, which was impossible because I was lying on the ground with my head crank to the left, um, like on my front right side of my body. And the woman, I heard a woman say hysterically that she called 911 and that she had hit me. And then there was a man who directed another woman to go diagonal across the street to, to, stopped the to something about traffic to stop the flow to to help the flow of traffic and then that scene faded and I was somewhere else 
And I was very calm. It was very warm. It was total blackness, but not black and dark and negative. It was just this expansive black space that was endless. And it was like I was floating yet also in like a, I felt held and nurtured I, at the same time, almost like a cocoon, but it was still expansive. And, and out of that blackness, there was another presence that came forth that emerged and I wasn't in the blackness anymore. I was fully with this other presence other than my own that was large, that was light, that was neither male nor female nor um, yet strong and gentle at the same time. Um, and that presence communicated with me at, uh, this, this high, you know, it's hard to have words to describe this. It's almost like if you were to put your forehead to someone else's forehead and see and know and understand everything about them just by touching their forehead with your forehead. It was like this presence downloaded and shared information with me and everything about my particular life that was going on at the time and everything and, and the nature about being human and what I was to do when I came back. So there wasn't a question of if I was going to be able to come back. It was more, information and and I felt a sense of uh at some point I felt a sense of urgency and eagerness to get back and bring all of the information and the understanding and the knowings that were relayed to me and and also important to note that in this space it was pure beingness there was pure equanimity and warmth and love. There was no animosity. There was no resentment. There was no fear. All of that disappeared when I was in this expansive place and state. Um, And then I remember assuring the presence and my own higher self that I would remember all that was shared when I came back. It was as if that presence was relating to my higher self. And I realized there was like a merging, yet we were separate. I don't know if that makes sense, but that is the only way I can describe it. Um, And then I remember hovering above my body. I came back. It was like, I came down and I came and I was hovering above my body about, I don't know, several feet above my body. 
and I heard this yelping sound. And I, at some point I realized that yelping was coming from this human form. And I, I entered, I, I continued to enter into the body and I felt this weighted density. And for a little while I was part in part out. And when I came completely to, I was being taken out of an ambulance into the urgent, into the trauma unit. And there was organized chaos. And that's what happened. All right. Let me ask you a few questions before we move forward. I'm curious about this. You saw the woman that hit you. She was frantic, crying. Did you ever have any communication with her since this? So that's interesting that you say that because what I've been guided to do was to call her Mm -hmm. or to get in touch with her somehow. You know, it's only been five years and there was a lot of working through acceptance and something I learned about forgiveness, right? Right. Um, Because my life radically changed. It it was a blessing, right? I mean, I sustained multiple fractures, a head injury, staples. It's been a long road. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have recently been called to call her to affirm or confirm or like what exactly was her memory, you know? I mean, I don't know if she was in trauma and shock. I mean, she just hit someone. Yeah. But what I am thinking about is one, what is your level of forgiveness to her? And two, I think Mm -hmm. it would be amazing if you did call her and say, Hey, I was above you. I saw you freaking out. And you know what? I just, I saw how much hurt you were because I'm assuming she didn't intend to do that and say, I saw you. Of course not. Um, I saw all this and I saw you upset and I just want to let you know, Hey, I forgive you. It's not a big deal or whatever. I'm just curious about all that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, it's interesting because there, I remember, you know, there was a, there was a whole lawsuit, a whole case, a whole thing. Right. Um, And I remember saying to my attorney, you know what, I'm going to look at her one day and let her know that, that I release it. I forgive her. And there's been lots of blessings in this, right? Like I wouldn't have consciously chosen to cross the street and get hit by a big ass pickup truck. Right. And I haven't been back to teaching and I, I, you know, I had built this career to a certain level Mm-hmm. where I was getting a lot of attention and speaking at conferences and guy and mentoring other teachers and having a wing built in my name. And I don't say that because I'm going to have to put in my headphones. Cause my, excuse me for just oh, a minute. Okay. Yeah.
Can you hear me? Now I can. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, so um so I wouldn't have intentionally, and like I said, all of that stuff, I'm just sharing it just to let you know. Like I had built a career and that ended that day that I left work. I never went back to doing that in part because of the trauma and the head injury um, and, and working through that. And at the same time, it's been such a blessing. Like I feel so blessed. I've had this experience and it's incumbent upon me. There was a directive to come back and share the information in service for it to help comfort, support, heal another in whatever way it lands for someone else. Right. And I'll share the information that I heard. So, yeah, so I have thought, and I do have, you know, I feel like with forgiveness, my experience is there's deep, there's deeper and deeper levels of forgiveness. And, and it's taken me till now to kind of reorient my life and make meaning and purpose of it to then be able to share with her, you know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds like you got a lot of information Yes. from, from some being. Yes. Do you, and it seems like most of the time in the ears, they don't remember it all. Do you remember it? I do. Um, and when I, yes, I think what's important to say, so I was, you know, making sense of what had happened. Um, I didn't watch anything about NDEs. I didn't want to know because I didn't want anyone else's story to color my experience or my memory. Right. I remember several things loud and clear. I remember the the words, it's time to live big. Like when I came back, it's time to live big. I heard that. I also heard all is truly well. And, and I also heard, it's like hearing and seeing and knowing things, not with our five senses. So a lot of the information that was shared was about the nature of being human was about, um, the essence of who we all truly are as a spark of divinity and that we're all connected um, because we're all connected to the same source. It's kind of like your fingers are of your, on your hand are separate yet. They're all connected to the center of your palm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and what happened for me is when I came back, I was channeling a lot of information And I worked with a woman to help guide me in this process because I was like, okay, I am hearing things. I am seeing things. I am knowing things. Like, how do I rein this all in? What what do I do with all of this? So I I cultivated these, these abilities with different trainings and with working with different mentors. So... I really liked it how you explained it as if you had your forehead touching someone else's forehead. And I'm assuming you're trying to explain that that's how close you feel to the other being that's communicating with you. It's like they're, you're, um, you're just right up against each other or you're, you're one or something. 
Does that sound correct? Yes, exactly. Well, it's what's correct is that this being was it was like a guardian being and we all have guardians, we all have spirit teachers and guides on the other side and I was being shown how I co-created what had happened. I was being, the accident, I was being shown everything that was going on in my life at the time. There was just a deeper knowing and understanding of it all and about how ego plays a part. I mean, I know I'm getting a little esoteric and out there, but how ego Mm. keeps us from listening to our intuition um, how, how the ego creates fear, right? And then we play small. I, so I was being shown all of these, these, um, the nature of being human and how to move through that. I was also being shown at the time I had been seeing someone and there was infidelity and I was being shown that you know ramdas the teacher ramdas ha- says this this we are conditioned to relate to people as who they're being not as the essence of who they truly are and that took on oh i understood that in a whole new level that you could pay attention you can honor the essence of who someone truly is in connection and having a spark of divinity which has been talked about in spiritual traditions for thousands and thousands of years. And also as a human being, pay attention to who they're being. Like you could have boundaries, you could have distance. And when I came back, therefore, there was such a deeper level of forgiveness for that person because I, you know, he's just being who he's being on his own soul's journey and evolution and return to remembrance of who he truly is as a divine being in connection with the divine being. And sometimes people don't remember that people don't have access to that. Some people have a lot of access to that and some people don't access that as much. So, yeah. I heard you say something and I want to follow up on it. (laughs) I think you said that you co-created this. What did you mean by that? Uh, Yeah. So what I mean by that is at the time of the accident, I, um, I had been for, for two years prior to that, I had been through a a shit ton of traumatic experiences. So in 15 months I became an empty nester. My house had a fire on the bottom floor, had a flood on the top floor, the infidelity. So um, he, he was out of the house. I had all my jewelry stolen. So there was a theft I had surgery. I took leave of absence from work, like all the things that could happen, all those stressors in life, right? Happened. So I call that resiliency boot camp. And I have a whole way of guiding people through their own resiliency boot camp through tips and tools that I learned. And the culmination, just as I started to get a sense of myself again, I was hit by the truck. That was like, I was literally knocked off my feet. I mean, all of this happened within, you know, so that all happened within 15, 18 months. And then the accident happened six months later. And I remember thinking when all that shit was, when all the stuff was going on, 
if my experiences of what I'm going through right now, like really universe, like what, how am I, what's going on here? Right? Like boom, boom, boom. If my experience could help one person or other people, if I could use it in service to others, then it has some meaning. And I was wanting to either expand upon what I was doing in my career or do something completely different and move into helping and guiding and coaching people through resiliency. And I wasn't making the move. I wasn't doing anything. And for whatever reason, I was playing small, right? For my ego, fear, change, not wanting to rock the boat. I was playing small. I wasn't taking action and the universe gave me the opportunity, right? I just, sometimes things are presented to us. I, I left my job, right? I didn't know how that was going to happen. I'm now in a position where I'm doing more healing work and I'm sharing my story and it's helping people. So I could see how I was wanting this change, yet I wasn't taking the action myself. So the universe gave me exactly what I wanted. It's just, we don't know how it's going to happen. Oftentimes we ask for signs, for example, and, or we ask for things and how it shows up is not up to us necessarily. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the law of attraction thing, right? If you put it out there and you feel it and you taste it and you touch it and you can smell it, it gets delivered. Just like when people pray or they ask for signs be open to how the signs are going to come because they might not come how you think they're going to come. Just pay attention, all senses open and be aware. Mm. So I had also, um, when I was having a really hard time, I remember thinking to myself during that period, what would happen if I got hit by a car right now? That was, that was like a six months, a year before that I got hit by a car. But I remember thinking that. And then I got hit by a car a year later. I know this is probably a crazy thought, but I'm wondering if the driver was also thinking, I wonder what it would be like if I hit somebody. I don't know. That would be interesting. Could be. Could be. I mean, you know, 21-year-old girl. And what the ironic thing is, is that I had a lot of fractured bones. Mm -hmm. Um. And in my pelvis and my sacrum, I mean, I had, there was a lot going on, a lot of internal bleeding. And what's ironic is that her dad who owned the car was an orthopedic surgeon. Mm -hmm. And the mom uh, was a sports medicine doctor for concussions. Oh, wow. And I, so that was interesting. I mean, talk about some kind of like karmic circling, some weirdness there, whatever we were playing out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's real interesting. So, yeah, I want to ask. Yeah, this. and also coming back and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, um, I want to go back to the being that you were in communication with. I believe you said you couldn't. There mm-hmm. was no sense of male or female, but you did hear the nope. being. You did hear the being communicate with you. I'm assuming it's telepathically. So did the voice yes. itself not have a male or female quality to it? I, I, there wasn't necessarily a voice to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like there wasn't a voice as we attribute voice 
Does that make sense? There was just knowledge mm-hmm. that was trans transmitted. And what there was just knowledge that was transmitted and words that were communicated, but not in word sense. It was just information. Like I said, as if you put your forehead to someone else's forehead and you just knew everything and understood everything about their life and lifetimes and their purpose here on earth and what was going on. It, it was kind of like that, Mm. you know, in our human forms, we attribute male qualities, female qualities. We make up time as linear, which is completely not. I mean, there's different vibrations Mm -hmm. um, to tune into. There's different dimensions you can tune into. And yeah. And I'll just, can I just share a bit about that? Sure. The vibe. Yeah. So when I came back, I was at such a high frequency that was a match for these other high frequency beings of light. So there was a lot of channeling that was occurring from these. I I grew up Jewish. I know nothing. I didn't really know what ascended masters were, but when I said, who is this? I heard the, the six months later, six months later, I don't know. It was in the summer. So December to, to July or August, when I said, who is this? I heard the word Akasha. And I think I had heard of the Akashic records before, but I didn't really know. Like all of a sudden there was Akasha and there was such a deep knowing and presence of this other um, energy that I was open to that was channeling through me. That's the first piece. And then at some point I was channeling the ascended masters when I said, you know, who, who's speaking through me. And in our, when we match our frequency or our vibration, we, we, we are a match for different frequencies and vibrations. So if we have, you know, there's a man, um, David Hawkins, who wrote a book called power versus force. And he talks about the different emotions and different frequency and what we attract when we're in different frequencies. So then I was not in that pure place and I was channeling other um, frequencies and other vibrations that weren't that pure. And I don't want to say higher or lower. It was just different. So I just wanted to share that for what it's worth. I've recently started to find out about NDE experiencers that some of the experiencers have parts of their NDE that they will not share publicly. If you are willing to, is there anything that happened in your NDE that you normally wouldn't share? I guess it's, you know, taking, it's interesting because when you talk to other NDEs, NDEers, there's just a language of understanding because it's so hard to put words to the experience. And because if you share with people that they could look at you like you have 16 heads or um it's like there's a solidified knowing and remembering of something far off in the distance that there's more than this and that there's more on the other side and that was solidified 
I think for NDE, NDEers, it's solidified in our knowing because we've had this experience. It's not some made up situation. Um, I think for me, I'm just now starting to share and not really be so concerned with what others think. And so the information, I've written a lot, a lot, a lot about the experience in journals, upon journals, and channeling. And I think what happens is people, I know for me, I've hidden my, my, I've played small, even though I heard the time is now to live big, these extrasensory abilities. Like it, it's like if you gave me a Rubik's cube and I knew how to put it together and you said, how do you do that? I would be like, I don't know. I just did. There's a certain um, clear cognizance, which is clear knowing there's clear audience, which is clear hearing you know, clairvoyance, clear seeing. I mean, there's five, there's different clairs, which are sense, extrasensory abilities, which everyone has, by the way, you know, everyone can cultivate these. And for NDEers, a lot of times those, and for my experience is that that has been amplified and I'm now showing up in using these gifts to help others. And the time, and, and, and the time is now, to start to share more about the experience because the whole, you know, this, there's been a shift in consciousness and people are more open to, to more spiritual understandings and learnings and discovering more about themselves during COVID. And there's been a whole shift on the planet. And then there are star seeds. There are all these new beings that are so pure that are on the earth that are starting to express themselves that don't have carry a lot of karma with them that it's just, it's, it's becoming more widespread and more accepted and more recognized. So I think for me sharing, there's nothing that I wouldn't, there's nothing that I would hold back. I mean, the information is intended to be shared, right. Um, It's just coming out slowly. And, and the way for me to do it a lot is through writing Cause I just find words hard sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I could say here are the three things I definitely learned and here's the science. What's cool is science and spirituality is coming together now. Mm-hmm. Right. And people have the same terms. I mean, Joe Dispenza talks about the same thing that Kundalini yogis talk about. They just have different language for it. Right. Um, I don't know. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, that's good. Before all okay. this, before all this happened, did you ever have any paranormal experiences, or did you have any of these abilities? I did. Um, so, I always had a sense from when I was younger that there was something more. I grew up in a very loving, supportive family in a tight knit community, and I just knew that there was something more. So, I went on this long search. I. Um, found community and a sense of love. And uh, I went on Grateful Dead tour and I found my community there. And then I lived off the grid and I spent a lot of time with um, in Native American ceremony. And I traveled, I meditated a lot and I was, you know, I was working with energy and I didn't know at the time it it was Reiki, but it was, I mean, that was years and years and years ago. 
um, I was in a Tai Chi class and one day it all clicked. I was like, oh my gosh, there's something more, right? And there was this energy that was, that was, that I, that it just all aligned. Um, And I've had, I've had a few um, medicinally induced experiences, but that was 30 years ago. Um, And I also was present with my grandmother when she passed. And that was a profound experience. Um, I've always been empathic and can pick up on energy. But when my grandmother passed and I was there, that was... um, that was an initiation of sorts into something. I mean, I heard things, I saw things, I was half asleep, half out. It, I, I saw my grandfather, there were people with no feet. I mean, I, I was there and said, get up now. And I literally physically shot up and she was taking her last breaths. I mean, it was a whole story about what happened. Um, so that was before that. And since then, I, people have come to me as a medium, um, in my, in my dreams. And then I have shared the information with the people that it's they're intended to be shared with. And, and they're extremely thankful. They're like, Oh my gosh, that's what she was wearing when she passed. Or, you know, I don't know. I'm just not that my role here on earth is necessary to be a medium. It's just when you're open to these things, it's like turned way up. Sometimes it's, it's hard sometimes, you know, it's an adjustment, Mm. but yeah, I was, um, I was spiritually open and aware, but this was like a whole nother level of solidifying my knowing. So you have a Jewish background and did any part of your experience, um, reflect any of your Jewish background in it? It didn't, you know, it's so interesting because if you think about religion, there's, there's mystical parts and spiritual parts to all religion. I don't subscribe. To, I I love the traditions and the heritage and and all the deeper spiritual meanings. And I find that um, you know religion was born out of these more mystical and spiritual knowings. That's fascinating to look into. I mean, the gospel of Mary Magdalene or, you know, the lost years of Jesus where he was in India studying with, with holy men, other holy men. It was, you know, amazing when you delve deeper into it. Um, When I, what, what did correspond and relate was I was at a graveside uh, funeral for a family friend and there was a rabbi who was performing the ceremony and everything he was saying, it was before I was able to really give words to my experience. Everything he said was spot on about the afterlife. And I went up to him after I said, I have to tell you that everything you spoke resonated so deeply within me. I had a near death experience and he wanted to hear about it. And he said to me in the Kabbalah, that's what we call the, I, I forget the name, but he was saying you were at this place and there was a word for it. There was a whole description about it. And when you go to where you don't return, you're in this place. And it so rang true. Hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. 
that was pretty cool. And I really relate to like ancient times, like as if I was walking in the desert, you know, all the ancient mystical texts from India and just from a lot of Eastern philosophy and Western too, it all came from the same place. It's pretty far out Mm -hmm. that this stuff has been talked about for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, you know, it's, there's new technology to access it through meditation, through yoga, through visualization, through some people, you know, do use plant medicine. Um, so it's pretty far out. I think you referred to the being as your guardian. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you go as far as saying that he's your guardian angel? You know, it's interesting because I've wondered it. I, I've wondered about that. You know, my guardian was it my guardian angel? Was it my spirit guide? You know, um, I'm very connected with the angelic realm, and I can read angel cards and just channel through what comes. Um, and I have a sense of angelic beings. And when I call upon them, you know, with angels, they, you can call upon angels for help and for guidance, right? They won't interfere. So calling upon them is really important. And then you have your guardian angel who's with you all the time Mm -hmm. Um, and spirit guides. I'm not sure if that being was, I mean, you know, I have a sense of it being this angelic presence, but all I know is that it was a guy, it was a presence other than my own that's there for me, that's there to guide me. Mm-hmm. And I have tuned in and tapped into that presence mm-hmm. since my NDE. And and what's really important to point out is that presence was communicating with that higher part of myself, with that eternal part of myself. And in that communication, it was merged. It was like we were one and then we were separate. So I felt almost like I was receiving information from my higher self that was merged with this other presence. Does, I don't know if that makes sense. You also asked me about, um, about my life before this. And what I want to share is, you know, everyone has the ability to channel um, and open up to energies that are outside of them, right? Um, There's been a lot that has come through me in another language. I don't know what language it is, but I have a strong, strong uh, connection with this Lemurian Atlantean energy. Um, So I just wanted to throw that out there. Does this experience fade like a memory or is it always there and never fades? It's always there. The details, I pay conscious attention to not repeating it on rote, like to really going there. Um, There's a part of it that is always there what fades is the for me or what i what i work with and what i consciously intend is opening up 
in keeping myself and working to keep myself in that vibration, right? Like watching my thoughts, watching what I'm putting out in the world. I have to give myself reminders. And that's part of this, the, my, the whole grounded illumination, which I'll share. That's my website, which is, you know, grounding these big spiritual principles and learnings and knowings into the human experience so that it is fresh and it doesn't fade. Like, how do you access all this stuff? We're human beings. We're biologically and physiologically wired. Um, So it doesn't, it's not that it fades at all. It's always with me because now I have these extra sensory knowings that were fueled by the experience. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any after effects from the experience that you have to manage? Yeah, I have to manage. um, I'm hypersensitive. So I've had to learn how to close it down, like kind of protect my energy, right? I've learned when I take on other energies, how to release other energies. Um, I remember I was taking a walk and um, uh, someone who had crossed over came through with a message. I said, who is this? I, I mean, things that happen out of left field and language that I, Felice, would never use, right? I was like, all right, close for business. Cause then I felt a lot of spirits and beings from the other side wanting to come through. I was like, okay, well, well, closed. Like, and that's okay. Right. So it's learning how to manage the extrasensory abilities. I think that is, that has been the biggest thing. Um, and also it's, it, it's, yeah, yeah. So what now is- navigating life after is definitely different. What has your family thought about this whole experience? My family is super supportive and super supportive of me um, sharing the information. Um, You know, coming back also with a traumatic brain injury has been interesting because there's different capacities now, right? There's living a new normal with having a spiritual, the highest spiritual experience what can one can have right in my in my experience or and then there's the reality of oh right my my cognitive abilities or my abilities to do certain things has shifted and changed so they're supportive of all of it um and they listen and actually a friend of my sister's had an NDE so she she knows that it's helpful for people who have had MDEs to get together and talk because there's a certain understanding. Um, and people could, you know, they can only understand as much as they could understand. And I think it's comforting, you know. Um, I know my, pa- my parents are getting older and my dad asks a lot of questions about it. Um, so I think that's, they're really open and supportive and receptive and, and understand this, this uh, call to share the information. No, that's great. Yeah. What inspires you most about this experience? Oh, wait, I will share that I was in a relationship and that was tough because it's, it's, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to put it into words to begin with. And then, you know, you have to be really open to this kind of stuff, right? If you're going to be with someone, you know, you don't want to have to play small about it. Um, what inspires me? Is that what the question was? Yeah. About this experience? Mm-hmm. What inspires me and what I'm so passionate about is service and being a channel for this information that wants to be shared to flow through me and from me, if it could inspire, support, help, encourage, um, comfort another in any way possible, encourage another person. Like this information is, it's not me, right? It's the information. It's the experience. It inspires me to share the experience because I think the experience really helps others. Um, and what inspires me is using these newfound abilities, these amplified abilities to help to heal others, um, and to share information with others that comes through. So that is really exciting to me. That's like the thing I can't not do because I feel like it helps to raise the vibration of the planet. It helps individuals understand themselves and know themselves better and heal themselves and be more aligned physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, you can get into the cells and the DNA and create space. There's a lot of energetics going on. Um, and also ground it into practical tools to, to reach higher states of consciousness, to reach higher levels of being forgiveness, gratitude, love, joy, all of that. Like, how do you shift into that when you're having a shitty experience on the earth? Right. So I get really juiced up and inspired to share this stuff. Um, yeah. All right. You mentioned star seeds. You were channeling beings. Yes. You mentioned Atlantis and Lemuria. Um, yes. What is your opinion about multidimensional beings? Um, what is your opinion about aliens? Because some of the NDEers, I believe, may experience multidimensional beings that are non-human. Yes, absolutely. And some of the UFO people are now saying that, you know, aliens are traveling traveling here multidimensionally. And they're interacting with people the same way NDE experiences are interacting with light beings, you know, etc., I believe that that's absolutely possible. When I was, God, I was in college and I had an experience of a beam ship, something else, something different, some other form. I mean, there was green slime. I mean, there was a whole experience. So I fully, totally believe that. I've also traveled with, um, I was in Guatemala years ago, traveling with people who had spent time with Billy Myers in Switzerland, who um, did a lot of Pleiadian uh, communication. And I believe that that's totally possible. Absolutely. Um, And I also believe that Again, there's a certain vibrational frequency and receptivity that a person has to be at in order to have that experience. 
Does that make sense? Like, I think if I was a really shut down person and was hard edged and didn't believe in all this stuff and I was going to go, I don't think that I would have that experience. I think when you attune to different, um, to different uh, non-physical realities, you're able to perceive different things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I also think it's like, you know, like um, like electrical wires or like um, EMFs or, or magnetics. You can't see it, but it's there. You could feel it. And some people could feel it more than others, right? Right. Some people are super sensitive and can't sleep near outlets. It's the same kind of thing, like, like just a sensitivity to be attuned to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I absolutely believe that. And, um, I mean, we're multidimensional beings, right? right? You have, you can attune to the fifth dimension, this broader, expansive global. And yet we're here in these physical bodies and these physical bodies are made up of atoms in space. I mean, the majority of our body is space. Yet here we are grounded and physical and gravity. Like it, the whole, the whole idea about ascension right now, there's a lot of talk about ascension is is more of an energetic shift and uh yeah that was a long-winded answer no that's great since you mentioned the fifth dimension when you were in that dark space when you were having your experience you're outside of your body would you say that is experiencing the fifth dimension you know you're expanded you're you're actually big you have all this space and and also let me just add this and when you came back now you're stuffed back in this body again and you lost all that yeah true for you yeah it felt like a genie being stuffed it felt like being stuffed back in a bottle and um (laughs) yeah um i don't you know there are higher dimensions than the fifth dimension and my sense is I've experienced, had like super 5D experiences. And that, that to me was almost, uh, I want to say it was, a, it was a higher dimension than a 5D dimension and, and attuning and, and the frequency of meeting that uh, my guide angel guide that that being that was other than my own was even higher i mean that was like you know it said that angels vibrate on the 12th dimension and the more pure the energy is the higher the dimension is right and the closer to love like pure love i don't know what pure love radiates at but that's a pretty that's like the highest right and that's at the core of all of it um so I, so I think the place that I was at was, I don't know if that was a fifth dimension or higher. I really don't. I know that you could, you know, I mean, I've been working with collapsing timelines and jumping timelines and doing all sorts of energetic stuff and embracing it and going with it and making different choices based, 
You know, we're, we're, we're brought up in these structures and grids and societies and cultures to have certain beliefs, to have certain indoctrinations, and to sh- be able to shed all of that and to liberate ourselves from all of that allows us to access those higher dimensions. Um, so, yeah. All right. I want to switch gears on you. What was the name of your website again? The name of my website is groundedillumination.com. And... And there are, there are services. I do Reiki and service a channel and intuitive healing and intuitive readings. And I'm really excited to, to create a, a course or a, I really want to create a platform for people to come together to delve deeper into the lessons received and the knowledge received and the information received in my NDE or in NDEs. Um, and also, guide people to developing tools for resiliency. So that's where I could be found. And it's exciting. You know, the time is now, the time is now to live big. And that could mean whatever is in your heart that's pulling you, it could be leaping and jumping into that, which you want to do, right? Like what is the thing you can't not do? That's what I would ask myself. That's what I do ask myself, right? What is the thing you can't not do? Um, for me, it's sharing from this. It's writing a book about my experience. It's showing up in the biggest way possible with the gifts that I have. So I think if everyone could look at that, that would be awesome. Right. And a lot of times, you know, and paying attention to intuition, your intuition, allowing your intuition to guide you, um, at least learning to, to recognize that voice, to recognize that place inside is a start. Do you interact with people on social media? And if so, do you want to share? I do. Um, you know, your social sure. media. Sure. Sure. My Insta, my Insta right now is FNUS, um, F-N-U-S-S. And I post videos on there. And my Facebook, I will have a Grounded Illumination Facebook page. Um, and right now I'm just under Felice Nussbaum DiMartino on Facebook. So, you know, I post a lot of things there too for people that are that anyone could watch, whether they're a friend or not. So yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, great. All right, before we wrap it up here, do you have one last final message for everybody? <sighs> to live from your heart, to live with love from your heart in the remembrance to peel back the layers in the remembrance of the essence of who you truly are to let down the walls and the guards to recognize that there are walls and there are guards that come up, especially when the primal brain is activated and triggered and we go into fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze mode and our defenses to come up. We can return to love, love for ourselves, love. It starts with love for ourselves and compassion for ourselves in each given moment. We can make that choice to return to that place. And by working on that within ourselves, we can then soften and share that place with others. And it takes courage to be vulnerable and to come from that place. And that's what's really needed on the planet right now. And to surround yourself with 
people who inspire you and lift you up. And if you are in a situation where you're inspired, where, where you're, you, you have to be, or you're around people who bring you down to make sure that you have outlets to surround yourself with what brings you joy and what lifts you up. So that's it. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And Felice, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you. Um, I wish you massive success. And when your book comes out, we got to have you back because we only got your NDE. We didn't get, we didn't have time for any of the stuff that you learned basically. Yeah. So we've got to get you back. Absolutely. Absolutely. have, Have you tell us all, you know, give us some more knowledge here from your experience. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's such a, like I said, it's such a blessing. It's, it's, and, and also one more thing is, you know, when things happen in our lives, the best thing that we can do for ourselves to not feel like a victim and for our souls, you know, our souls are always learning and evolving and growing and remembering and coming back to the truth of who we are. And it's really important to say, how is this for me? Rather than why does this happen to me is just to go, well, how is this for me? get really curious. Like, what can I learn from this? You know, how is this a blessing in my life? Um, so yeah, that's what I, that's, that's my, my takeaway from this whole, that's one of my takeaways from this whole experience. So thank you. Well, thanks again for sharing it with me and, um, have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.